Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Dave Holmes, and welcome to International Waters, the transatlantic panel show that pits U.S. against U.K. in a pop culture battle royale. But first, a serious message. As we record this on the 26th of June, 2014, England have been knocked out of the Soccer World Cup in their qualifying round by Uruguay and the aggregate points from the rest of their group games, including Costa Rica and Italy. Now, International Waters would like to offer our condolences to those listeners most upset by these events. I'm speaking, of course, of American hipsters who go to British sports pubs and <laughs> pretend to like football to be cool. We're sorry you've been denied weeks of drinking Newcastle brown ale and eating pickled eggs and correcting people's pronunciation of Steven Gerrard. Good luck supporting Belgium and Chile for the next two weeks or until you decide you're just way into women's wheelchair tennis now. Now, everyone else, let's enjoy the best kind of intercontinental competition, the kind you can do half drunk over Skype. We're all in our underwear. You're listening to International Waters. Playing for the kingdom that has the international accent for supervillainy, it's Welsh comedy writer Kaylee Llewellyn. Hello, Kaylee. Hello. You've got the Welshest name I've ever heard in my life. There's five L's in my name. <laughs> there are so many L's. I love it. Thank you. Were you born during the Marillion Kaylee moment, or did your name predate that? Um, a few months after Marillion, but I am to date, the oldest Kaylee I've ever met. I've never met a Kaylee older than me. Oh, wow. So I think we can say I'm the first bar Marillion. Terrific. <laughs> I know, claim to fame, right? Also played for the country where acceptable baby names include Barry, Clive, Araminta, and Benedict Cumberbatch. It's globe-trotting stand-up comedian Stephen K. Amos. Hey. Hello, Stephen. How are you? I'm very well. I've got two things to say to you. First and foremost, um, I think it's rather rude of you to introduce your show by reminding us, the UK contingency, that uh, our national team have been knocked out. That's not a very polite way to start the show. Well, listen, I and also, I haven't finished, I can't, I can't Dave. Coat I haven't you, finished, Amos. Dave. All right. <laughs> it's Amos. I have a problem. Whenever I go I to a... North America, you people cannot pronounce my name. It's Amos. Amos? Not Amos. Not Anus. It's Amos. Well, I didn't say anus. <laughs> Not a moose, Amos. Try that, Dave. So, okay, I'll try that. I'll try it on <laughs> Thank for you. size. Uh, is it, so is it also then Tori Amos? Yes. Well, tell her that. <laughs> yes, full yes. stop. Jeez Louise. Okay, well, welcome Stephen K. Amos, and I'm sorry about your team, but not really. And also, uh, I should tell you that we are currently losing to Germany, but there's still some sort of scenario in which uh, Ghana could beat Portugal and we would still go through. I'm looking at a chart from 538.com. Don't forget, I don't understand they have coupons. It. Okay. Yeah, and they okay. can use those. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, good. but America, oh, you, you probably pull a few strings. You'll get through somehow, won't you? <laughs> we'll call somebody. <laughs> you know, you can't play football. You can play soccer. <laughs> oh, it's on. Ouch. Yeah, it's on, yeah. Stephen's coming Amos. bold here. That's We're taking right. you on. <laughs> Ooh, good Southern. Or, or was that Midwestern? Was that more of a Nelly accent? Whatever. We'll figure it out really as know. the show goes on. Now, we're going to get to know our teams a little bit better throughout the show. But for now, Team UK, I would like for you to come up with a buzzword that you feel best represents your great nation at this time. Uh, we thought earlier that we'd quite like our uh, buzzword to be monarchy. Monarchy. <laughs> Pronounce like that every time. Monarchy. Monarchy. I'm into it. Uh, moving swiftly on, playing for the nation that is just one more Iraq invasion away from earning a free Iraq invasion, it's David T. Cole. Hello, David. Hello, Dave. How are you? I am good. I have to get all our cards on the table. There's uh-huh. a lot of asterisks for this yeah. team today. Okay. We are living in America. We're happy to be living in America. Mm-hmm. We are, in fact, Canadians by birth. Yes. Also, okay. I am half Welsh. Wow. Oh. Hello. Oh, my God. So you could throw this. <laughs> Brethren. No matter, the greater good of, of Wales. That's right. No wow. matter who loses, I win. Holy shit. Whereabouts in Wales are you from? He's There's not all... from Wales. He's just, just descended from a from. Do you a know Welsh where the half hailed from? Cardiff. That's where I'm from. No, there you go. And I've wow, this there. is so boring. Also playing for the nation where acceptable baby names include Tegan, Aubrey, and Channing Tatum, it's Tara Ariano. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? And you're also Canadian. Correct. Well, that just confuses me and leave? throws everything. We've Could been you go? living here for seven years. Okay, so you're so common-law American. Yes, we are um, lawful permanent residents Great. who got in as 
aliens of extraordinary ability. Yeah, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. It's a hundred percent true. That's, that's what it, it says that's on our document. And what is your extraordinary ability? Um, Pretending you're American. <laughs> we did. We are pretty good at passing most of the time. The right. the most extraordinary ability was paying a lawyer <laughs> lots of thousands of dollars to get us the green card. Yes, well, welcome. So, Team U.S. by way of Canada, mm-hmm. what is your buzz in word? Our buzz word is zoodles. What the zoodles. fuck is zoodles? Zoodles are animal. They're noodles. animal noodles. I don't know, Dave. <laughs> I think maybe I can help you out with this jingle. Oh, jeez. Have you ever gone hunting with the bowl and spoon? Well, you can with Libby's Zoodles. <laughs> Elephants, lions, zebras, giraffes. Zoodles are animal noodles. Come on, tell all your friends. Tell the whole bunch. I guess I can have a vitamins for lunch. Zoo, 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 zoodles. Okay, I have more check questions this now. Disgusting. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, but I'm, I don't want to ask them no. because I'm already bored by them. Yeah. Okay, so zoodles are animal noodles. Yeah. They're like SpaghettiOs oh, in the spe- shape of animals. Okay, is that a Canadian thing? Yeah. Yes. Sending very mixed messages mm-hmm. to the kids of Canada. Okay. I hope you don't have any correct answers or answers of any kind because I don't ever want to hear zoodles again. All right, let's play in. International Waters. We're going to start the show with a little pop culture warm-up we like to call What's the Story? Buzz in with your buzzwords when you know the answer. Question the first. Horrific slash hilarious British news. Les Brown from Whitby, Yorkshire, was beaten up during a drunken pub crawl and only survived serious harm because he was wearing what? UK, this is this is this happened in Yorkshire. Are you not in Yorkshire local news? UK. Uh, yeah, so uh Kaylee, uh obviously, uh being from Cardiff, you are closer to York than I am, because mm. I live in, you know, South South London. Yeah. You must know the answer. I mean, I live in Maida Vale, so... <laughs> which, which is, is in West... central London. Yeah. Um, I have very little confidence in what's about to happen. <laughs> I think he was wearing... Do you guys know what a Kappa tracksuit is? Uh, I know what a tracksuit is. I don't know what the first part is. Kappa's quite specific brand that has a Kappa is two the naked uh, truck. Oh, Kappa. Yeah. Sure. Kappa. Yeah. I've two checks yeah. back to back. It's yeah. the uniform that... of the... Um, of the working class. How would that defend a person? Which I'd say a with pride being from the working class. But how would that how would that like deflect a fist? So gross that people wouldn't want to touch it. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. All right. I am sorry that is incorrect. You asked oh. to steal? I'm gonna have to pass on this one. Really? Ah, Did... Oh, well we have another chance. Yeah. Um maybe uh, it, it, is that you... is that the way the rules of this game go? Because <laughs> I don't think so. Well, uh, I think but we're, sure, we're, we're English, we invented everything, so Okay, yes. that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we, I don't know if you're familiar, but uh, in Yorkshire, which is the north of England, they are uh, uh, they have a tradition of uh, wearing flat caps yeah. and yeah. Uh, whippets. You know the whippet? It's a dog. Yes, yes. A yeah. sure. So maybe he was actually wearing a dog on his head. You are shockingly close to the answer. We oh, love no. animals in this country. Shockingly close to the answer. Really? The answer is he was wearing a Scooby-Doo costume. Oh my God, that's what I meant. Oh, because it yeah, was soft? He, yeah, he that's meant what that. It was soft. Uh, I will read from the article in Metro uh. newspaper. Brown was attacked by a woman while out drinking with friends and says the novelty suit's ample padding saved him from a severe beating. Quote, she was punching me in the head and my Scooby-Doo outfit protected me from getting hurt more. It had a biggish head, which probably cushioned the punches. Mr. Brown was celebrating a friend's birthday with two pals dressed as Robin Hood and Batman when he came under attack at a bar in Whitby, Yorkshire. A court heard. End of I point. wonder what he did to make that girl hit him. I know, right? That's the real question. <laughs> yeah. Talk about burying the lead. He, he did pro- something, right? He probably barked at her or tried to rub up her leg. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know that during this, at some point, he said, rut-row, right? Of course. Uh, yeah. God yeah, almighty. Yeah. I hate this dude. All right, for a bonus point, <laughs> why don't we take some more beloved kids' TV characters out on a typical drunken Friday night? For instance, Sesame Street, brought to you by the letters W, K, and D. Huh? Uh, Get it? Yeah, like uh-huh. I don't, really. Anyone? <laughs> Monarchy. Uh, Monarchy in the UK. I think uh, bag of sick on the night bus puss. Oh. You know bag puss? Yeah. I love that. Fuck is bag puss? What is bag? Are you joking right now? No, I'm not joking. Do I sound like I'm joking? (laughs) Have you got the internet in front of you? Google it. Bag puss. I don't, I, I'm afraid of what need to get on those lists. And what kind of spam I would receive afterwards. It's like, it's like a sort of, um. Soft toy cat, yes. stripey, stripey like a tiger. Mm. Yeah, one of Britain's okay. greatest loved kids. Programs, yes. Yeah. 
that's, it's known the world over. Okay. It was a really, really clever joke. You, you deserved <laughs> it. Okay, no, I, I believe you. I believe yeah, you, Kaylee. Kaylee. I'm so, so with you on that, love. Yeah. And really. Kaylee, I just want to say I'm sorry. Uh, U.S.? Scooby-Doo's Dallas after a big, long weekend. Ooh. Yeah, that's okay. good. I like that. Sure, one point for each of you. Why not? Oh, Why let's not? carry on. Let's carry okay. on. Monarchy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, how about Thomas, the fucked up tank engine? Yes. You know okay. Thomas the Tank Engine? Yola? So it's just like Thomas the Tank Engine, but fucked up? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yes. <laughs> Monarchy. Oh. I like it. It's just, it's very straightforward. Sure, I'll give you a point. Why not? I've got a more international one. Winnie the pooed in his shorts on the night bus because he no, took Kesman at a rave no, in Brixton. No, 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 I won't accept it. <laughs> I won't accept it. Disgusting. U.S. Michigan J. Frog wants to really cut loose on the dance floor, uh -huh. but he gets too self-conscious when he realizes everybody's watching him. Who's That's Michigan the frog Frog's from the Bugs uh -huh. Bunny cartoon, yeah. Funny Only, uh -huh. when only one person yeah, is. Yeah, no, it's a thinker. No, yeah, no, I got it. I got it. Zoodles? Sure. Kids intoxicated. Oh, yes. <laughs> Point. Yes. Zoodles? Can I squeeze in one more, Dave? Oh, you can try. My little vodka-soaked tamponi. No, 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 yeah. no, uh -uh. no. Moving on. Question number three. That's the one where we shut it down and we keep UK from getting any more points. Nice. Uh, okay. Uh, the, patted uh, down by the police. <laughs> that was a good one. Postman patted down by the police. Stop yeah. it. Stop it. Oh, I, like that one. Mm -hmm. Stop I know it. that I know that one. Stop mm -hmm. it. Question number two. It's the League of Extraordinary Gratuitous Nudity. A surprise hit for Showtime, this new series that mashes up supernaturally hot fictional characters just got picked up for a second season. Name it. Doodles! Oh, US. Penny Dreadful. Yes. That was almost too easy for you guys. Yes. yes. It we'll is. get we'll get to why that is the case in just a moment. Penny Dreadful is correct. It is a show where Frankenstein, Dorian Gray, Van Helsing, <laughs> and a demonically possessed prostitute played by Billy Piper fight monsters. Uh, has anybody seen it? Yes, no. we've watched every episode. Really? I have yes. not seen Any it. Any good? Billy Piper is actually not demonically possessed. Oh, I'm sorry. She she is a prostitute, but she just has consumption. Although it's a that's different a good character. Note. Oh, is I see. Demonically Billy possessed. Piper okay. has been so, a bit typecast, I think, because she played uh, Diary of a Call Girl. You know, the correct. Uh huh. Yes, but here she has a very thick Irish accent. She yeah, but, loves but... being a sex worker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, for a bonus point, name your own dream team of mashed-up fictional favorites. For example, sitcom aliens Mork, Alf, and the Yip 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 aliens, maybe from Sesame Street, <laughs> yeah, like band it. together and destroy Earth. Knock yourselves out. Zoodles. U.S. Patrick McGowan, number six from The Prisoner, mm -hmm. teams up with Tim Robbins' character from Shawshank Redemption and Clint Eastwood from The Birdman of Alcatraz to escape the world's most inescapable prison. Uh-huh. All right? Uh-huh. They finally get out. Yeah. To one-up face-off with their oil rig prison and to one-up escape plans boat prison, <laughs> they're on the moon. <laughs> okay. Next <laughs> summer. <laughs> Lunatic Asylum. Wow. I, I like an enormous right amount now. of thought went into that. Yeah. I feel like I needed a dry erase board yeah. to like chart it out and get through it. <laughs> I loved your delivery. I give you two points for that. Hey! Why not? Moving on. Question number three. Terrifyingly special delivery. Francesco's Pizzeria in Mumbai recently became the first restaurant to deliver their pizza using what? Zoodles. U.S. Drones? A drone oh. is correct. Oh. On May 11th, Francesco's Pizzeria used a quadrocopter drone to deliver a pizza to a customer in a high-rise 1.5 kilometers away. The drone cost 1,100 pounds, but the terrified scream from the stoner who ordered the pizza was priceless. Uh, that That's is fantastic. Amazing. For a bonus point, please name a slogan for a scary futuristic fast food service. For example, you've tried the rest, now try the best, or we will assimilate you. Zoodles. U.S. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa Cons. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. Point. Monarchy. Yes, UK. When the drone hits your eye like a big pizza pie. <laughs> Liking that. Sure. Zoodles. Yeah, US. Logan's Pizza Run, 30 minutes or renewal in the carousel. <laughs> you go deep, David T. Cole. <laughs> Monarchy. Yes. Stephen K. Amos. Finger licking androids. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Just for the, your confidence, you I'm going to say yes. You should be the spokesperson for everything, like literally every restaurant and oh, every product you. and thank service. You. I'm going to end first round right there. And our scores after the end of the first round are USA in the lead with 13. UK's got eight. But listen, 
It's just getting started. 13 it's still colonies. Game. It's still anybody's game. You're absolutely right. Now, we're going to get to know the teams in between rounds. So, U.S., I'm going to say hello to you first. David and Tara, you guys started a wonderful television blog called Previously.tv. Thank you. What is it about television that you love so much? Like, why, why devote your entire lives to it? Well, it's free. Uh-huh. And you don't sort have to of. leave the house. Right. Mm-hmm. Those are my major points. Okay, solid. <laughs> it's always there for you. It always gives. Uh-huh. Um, there's there's more every week, and sometimes um, you're watching Penny Dreadful and two guys make out, and there's nothing wrong with that. Who's, who are the guys making oh, out with Penny Dreadful? Good question. Tell me. Reeve Carney. Spider Man from Spider Man and Josh Hartnett. Really? Yeah. Wow. As who and who? Um, Reeve Carney is Dorian Gray. Sure. And Josh Hartnett is Ethan Chandler. He's just an American. He might guy. be a supernatural. Mm-hmm. But he may I have he, he may have supernatural powers that have yet to be revealed. I got money saying that his supernatural powers will soon be revealed. Probably. Maybe season two. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, I'm setting a fucking season pass. Yeah. Now, in, in addition to that, you also started television without pity.com. That's correct. The wonderful storied website. <laughs> oh, Did you, you ever get any kind of blowback from the creators of the shows that you went to town on? Uh yeah, sometimes. It yeah, was, like? I think, equal measures, blowback and uh, support. Yes. Don't mean to be rude, but blowback means something else in England. Oh, <laughs> what yeah? What do you mean? <laughs> when you take a blowjob and you blow it back. Oh. Then we did not get that. No. <laughs> did definitely, that did not happen. So, what snowball over there? <laughs> D- David E. Kelly didn't... Uh... Oh, I mean, not that, not like that. Okay. Not like what he's saying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we would occasionally, show creators would stop by the, the forums and... And pop in, and, and then there discuss. was Aaron Sorkin. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. All right. Let's get into it. What happened with Aaron Sorkin? Um, he... Aaron Sorkin does not know how to behave on the internet because he uh, doesn't understand it and fears it. Uh-huh. And he got into a wage dispute with one of his writers on our boards. He... Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that wow. part of it too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, it was this other great. guy, Rick Cleveland, who was a writer on Six Feet Under at the time. It was. I don't think it was about wages. I think it was, it was about credit. credit. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this I was during. I want to see that. I do too. This During the West Wing, this yeah. is how long ago it was. Wow. This but would have been like oh two, maybe something like that. Yeah, yeah a long time ago. Good times, mm-hmm. real good times. Yeah. Oh man. I wish I wish I had been in your forums uh, during the time of Studio 60 because that was the most oh, fun yeah. I've ever had making fun of a television show. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people say that mm-hmm. the newsroom it's not it's a little bit too pompous. Well, but the, it's it's understandable that people in a newsroom would never be funny. Right. It's not understandable that a, a show about <laughs> comedy people. Would never have any of them being funny ever. No. Oh, my God. What an asshole. I mean, what a super talented, like, I, every time I see He's one of the shows, here. I hate it, but I also wish I was on it. It looks like the most fun ever. <laughs> All right, David Cole, uh, I know that I am not the first person to bring this up, but you share a name with a famous Holocaust denier? Yep. How's that How's that for you? Uh, it's come up in Google searches. Um, yeah. Also, but to even it out, Cosmic Balance. Also, one of the uh, C's of CNC Factory is a CNC table. Music oh, that's Factory. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in fairness, like none of us were there when the Holocaust happened, so we're just sort of <laughs> taking it. We're taking it on faith. Speak for right? yourselves, you guys. <laughs> you are the oldest, Kaylee. <laughs> I told you at the start. Uh, all right, we're going to take a little break, but we'll be right back with International Waters. This is Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we host a show called One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. Not a parenting podcast. Guess what? We both just had babies. Again. Check out the show enjoyed by breeders and ballers alike on iTunes or MaximumFun.org. Welcome back. You are listening to International Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us playing for the U.S. are David Cole and Tara Ariano. Over in London, playing for the United Kingdom, Kaylee Llewellyn and Stephen K. Amos. I can now reveal that the U.S. has lost to Germany in the World Cup qualifying rounds, but we still make it. We still advance. And I don't know what that means or how it works, but yay! (laughs) USA. All right, let's move on. This round is called I'm with Cupid, and it's about those greatest of U.S. and U.K. imports, romantic comedies. You will take it in turns to answer questions about the opposing nation's most beloved rom-coms. U.S., first question is for you. This is the beginning of a very famous British rom-com. Listen to the clip, then answer the question. Here is the clip. Whenever I get gloomy with the state of the world, I think about the arrivals gate at Heathrow Airport. General opinion is starting to make out that we live in a world of hatred and greed. But I don't see that. Seems to me that love is everywhere. 
Often it's not particularly dignified or newsworthy, but it's always there. Fathers and sons, mothers and daughters, husbands and wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, old friends. Speaking of pompous. What? That's Love Actually. Uh, yeah, well, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not the question. Oh. Uh, uh, that is, of course, Hugh Grant in Love Actually. But in the next line of the script, what weird example does he give as proof that love is all around? Oh, people calling on 9-11. People calling their loved ones. Well, let's find out. When the planes hit the Twin Towers, as far as I know, none of the phone calls from the people on board were messages of hate or revenge. They were all messages of love. If you look for it, I've got a sneaky feeling you'll find that love actually is all around. Yeah, correct. Mm -hmm. uh, the answer is the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Well, it's, a, it's, it's an unusual way to open a romantic comedy film. Not just a romantic comedy, but a Christmas movie, too. A Christmas yeah. romantic comedy. It really puts you in the festive mood. It the really does. Martin McCutcheon. Right. Do you know who that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tiffany from EastEnders. Yeah. I didn't know she was on EastEnders. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was one of the greatest EastEnders characters of all time. What happened to her? What terrible fate befell her eventually? Her husband hit her with a car and killed her. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> he actually had, he brought the car indoors and struck her over. <laughs> wow. Well, he did not do that, but he did hit her indoors. He, like, pushed her down the stairs or something oh. in an earlier episode. And oh. then when she was trying to flee with their daughter, Courtney, yeah. he uh, smacked her with his car. Or was that Frank? Or did Frank <coughs> smack her with the car? Frank. You see, you've got it all Might wrong now, haven't you? For, uh, her father-in-law <laughs> smacked her with the you're car. You've given them wrong information. Sorry. Oh. The, hus Frank. the husband hit her. The key, run around now. Yeah. The husband hit her, so she ran out of the house, and then her father-in-law hit her with a car. Oh, boy. To finish now, listen, the job. I'm, I'm still dealing with Tina on Coronation Street. <laughs> oh, God. Falling off the thing and then getting hit in the head with a lead pipe from old you Rob. And Tina. I love Tina. I, I know she was you terrific. do. I love <laughs> that you watch Coronation Street. Oh, I love it. I loved her. I loved her sassy attitude and her big old jug ears. <laughs> she was terrific. I'm going to miss her terribly. Well, not where well, I thought that sentence to hold was going on to, at all. Obviously. Oh, pardon me, Stephen? You do need something to hold on to, don't you? I do. <laughs> I do. Monarchy. Uh, yes? <laughs> Nothing. Just, <laughs> just excited about monarchy. Let's move on. Yeah, they've got big ears as well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, UK, this is for you. Groundhog Day is the rare romantic comedy that appeals to both women and jaded, shut-in wannabe film professor men. In lieu of a clip between Bill Murray and Andy McDowell, which would be so emotional that I would need a full half-hour cry break, we're going to listen to this fun scene starting now. Phil? Phil? Phil Connors? Phil Connors, I thought that was you. Hi, how you doing? Thanks for watching. Hey, hey. Now, don't you tell me you don't remember me because I sure as heck fire remember you. Not a chance. <laughs> Ned! Ryerson! Needle nose Ned, Ned the head. Come on, buddy. Case Western High. Ned Ryerson, I did the whistling belly button trick at the high school talent show. Bing! All right. It was Ned Ryerson. Uh, Team UK, it was announced recently that Groundhog Day is getting a revival, but in what exciting new format? I'm looking at you, Kaylee. I've this never is, uh... seen that film. Have you not? Wow. No. But you're really old. You must have seen it. I know. Yeah. Um, I'm, the, it. I'm the oldest Kaylee yeah. on earth. Yeah, it's a good it's film. Weird it's a good that I movie. haven't seen it. Um, I have no goddamn idea. No, no, let's think about this. Uh, obviously, the last format was a was a movie. So a this musical. It's uh, got to be... A musical. Yes, I, I would say that. I'd say something called a musical. You're correct, That's... Team UK. No, Yay! no. How about? did that happen? It's going to be a musical. The score is being written by Tim Minchin, who won the Tony Award yes. for Matilda. Very also, Groundhog Day writer Danny Very good Rubin. friend of mine. Clang! Really? And you and you, <laughs> it took you that long to answer <laughs> the question? Stephen dropping his uh, dropping name. Super good friend. <laughs> really Didn't know tight. what he was working on right now, but super duper good friend. All right, let's move on. Question number three. This is for the U.S. Brief Encounter is a 1945 movie where a repressed English housewife meets a married doctor and the two play out a torrid unconsummated affair over a series of Thursdays in a railway tea room. It literally is the most British Thursdays. that ever <laughs> happened. But what is the rom-com meet-cute in Brief Encounter? Is it A, she gets grit in her eye and he fishes it out? B, their hands touch, reaching for the first banana in Britain since the war? Or C, he throws orange juice all over her breasts and says bugger? <laughs> bugger. Um... Should I? Should yes, just please guess? do, Tara. The third one seems so unlikely that I feel like it had that has to be it. What? It does seem strange. 
So you're going to say, do you want to a 1945 movie? Listen to Dave Holmes right, right now. In a 1945 film, a yeah. woman gets orange juice all over her boobs, and a guy says, bugger. You're saying they didn't have orange juice in 1945. That's in exactly what I'm implying. A? Well, you see, when I first heard C, I, my mind went totally pornographic. Right. But I can see how it could be innocent. But I don't even think, I don't know, bugger sounds like, I don't know. <laughs> it's a pretty bad word in English. Yeah. yeah. Let's say A. All right. A. Well, let's listen to the clip and find out. The man on you lost the sight of one eye through getting a bit of grit in it. Nasty. Very nasty. <laughs> Better? I'm afraid not. Ooh. Can I help you? Uh, oh, no, please, it's only something in my eye. Try pulling your eyelid down as far as it'll go. And then blowing your nose. Please let me look. I happen to be a doctor. That's very kind of you. Oh, turn around to the light, please. Now look up. Now look down. I've got something in my eye. Oh. I happen to be that a doctor. That was the fanciest, most British thing in the world. And <laughs> you're you're going to be my minute mate. Whoosh, splash. <laughs> 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 It's true. All right, yeah, no, she got grit in her eye. A was correct. The orange juice thing is actually something that happened in Notting Hill. That's right. Uh That's why it sounds so familiar. Yep, yep. So, yeah, that's it. Spoiler alert, they don't so much as even dry kiss, not even a quick little smile. Spoiler alert, British people don't know how to eat fruit. I think you'll find Uh them too. In the movie, though. Strawberries and cream at Wimbledon. (laughs) I had a satsuma just before I left the house. I'm just going to run, and you won't be able to run after me because y'all got rickets. It was. I believe well, this also was made into a it musical. Was in the West End recently. I don't, I don't know if it was a musical, though. Reef Encounter was? I really? I believe it was. A play, at least. So if you want to watch some hot, hot British eye fucking, <laughs> yeah. go see Brief Encounter, the maybe musical. <laughs> what about the prop master has to bring out the grit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. It's a union hey. job. Mm-hmm. Grit handler. Uh, all right, question number four. This is for the UK. One of the great unrequited loves in cinema history is that between Andy Walsh and Philip F. Ducky Dale in Pretty in Pink. So get ready to have your hearts broken all over again, <laughs> listeners aged 30 and up. That includes you, Kaylee. Here's a clip from Pretty in Pink. He's going to use your ass and throw you away. God, I would have died for you. So what am I supposed to do? He asked me out and I like him. If I hate him because he's got money, just listen to me. If I hate him because he's got money, that's the exact same thing as them hating us because we don't. Do you understand? You can't do this and, and respect yourself. You, 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 you can't. Well, I'll make that decision, all right? Sure, you can, you can do what you want. You know, you're talking like that just because I'm going out with Blaine. Blaine? His, his name is Blaine? Okay. That is John Cryer acting his little fucking head off. <laughs> in 1986 is Pretty in Pink, something like that. Team UK, which of the following zingers does Ducky deliver about Blaine's name? Does he say it's A, a soap opera villain with the eye patch and everything, B, a major appliance, or see the guy the who forecloses on Grandma's oh. house. Although I stress, I was born the year that was released. I've never even heard of Soap it. Soap opera villain? You've never oh. heard of Pretty in Pink. No. Everyone's heard of it. <laughs> and we've been Everyone's... calling her old. Come on. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Stephen K. Amos, have you seen Pretty in Pink? Of course I have. I'm a well-rounded man. I've seen everything. What is Great. it then? So it's a movie. What, what do you think the answer is? <laughs> no, I mean, is? what's the line? I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm just. I think. I think um, you are uh, probably incorrect. In that, I was just thinking um, the soap opera line um, sounded like something that had been written mm, with that and everything at the end. That's something like a, a scriptwriter would do, thinking they were sounding conversational. Sounding like some teeny. Yeah, but they're also trying to to fuck us up, really, with that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I also have some very good writers. Can, can we have C, B and C again, please? Sure. B, a major appliance, or C, the guy who forecloses on Grandma's house. I would say it's got to be B, major appliance. All right. Well, I defer to you. Thank let's you. Have a listen. I've seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Blaine? His name is Blaine? Oh, that's a major appliance. That's not a name. Yeah. There it is. Nicely done. Well done. Well oh, you're done. a major appliance. Burn. Take that, Andrew McCarthy. <laughs> there is no way Molly Ringwald will date a guy who sounds like he might be an appliance, maybe. Jeez I think Louise. we take joint credit for that. <laughs> John Cryer, I have by the a way, a number of appliances in my home. That's Stephen's why I was bragging aware. again. He's got a home wow. and everything. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. First bananas and major Tim appliances. Tim uses them Man. all the time. What's yeah. going on? <laughs> we make smoothies together. <laughs> Dave, you were going to say about John Cryer? I was going to say John Cryer is like that all the time. Like in real life, mm-hmm. he's on all the time. Yeah. We did the uh, the Malibu triathlon together, oh. and he was 
he, his changing area was right next to me. In between the swim and the bike, when you're fucking out of breath and you don't want to talk to anybody, he like gets in his little bike outfit that's all spandex, and he's like, I wear this every day. Oh, <laughs> and then fucking takes off. Like, you're going to be on now? <laughs> she, we just got out of the ocean, you asshole. You rich. Fuck you. Go. Like, go. Just get on your bike. Don't try to impress me. All right, let's move on. I'll be talking about this all day. <laughs> Question number five. This is for the U.S. Mm-hmm. Here's a clip of a U.S. actress stealing a plum acting role from our lovably ditzy, moon-faced Malco British actresses. It didn't work out with Daniel Cleaver. No, it didn't. I'm delighted to hear it. Look, are you and Cosmo in this together? I mean, you seem to go out of your way to try to make me feel like a complete idiot every time I see you. And you really needn't bother. I already feel like an idiot most of the time anyway. With or without a fireman's pole. That'll be my taxi. Mm. But how does lovably ditzy, floppy-haired Malco Mark Darcy finally tell Bridget Jones that he fancies her? A, he gets adorably nervous and wets his pants. (laughs) B, he gets adorably nervous and lists off her most negative traits. Or C, he gets adorably nervous and throws himself in front of the taxi. B. B? I I concur with that. Okay. All right, let's listen. I don't think you're an idiot at all. I mean, there are elements of the ridiculous about you. Your mother's pretty interesting. And, and you really are an appallingly bad public speaker. And um, you tend to let whatever's in your head come out of your mouth without much consideration of the consequences. I realized that when I met you at the turkey curry buffet that I was unforgivably rude and wearing a reindeer jumper that my mother had given me the day before. But the thing is, um, what I'm can trying we, to say... Can we stop? Can we, can, do we have to listen to this whole thing? Do we have to listen to this whole fucking adorable thing? You know how I feel about John Cryer. This is like the British John Cryer moment. All right, so yes, correct. He lists off a bunch of things he doesn't like about her. So does that work, U.S.? Does, does like, that work on yeah, ladies? Yeah, getting negged with a, with a British accent. Well, um, you know, I don't like how you're always eating almonds, Dave. And, um, <laughs> it's true. You know, all this CrossFit stuff, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm so healthy. You know, mm-hmm. he gets on you after a while. And he keeps... uh, yeah, you're just Canadian. That doesn't work. <laughs> oh, damn it. It just sounds like I'm intense. sorry. I'm really sorry about that, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, British people, for a bonus point, chat up uh, us here in the U.S. studio by being awkwardly bumbling. I, uh, excuse me, I, what I, what I mean, what I think I mean to say is, well, I, I find you rather absolutely, well, I mean, you are quite astounding. Astonishingly, um, really rather attractive, and I. Oh What I need to say, what I wanted to say about. Oh. I really think, if if I'm not speaking out of turn, I could quite rather see myself falling in love with you. <laughs> Ten extra points for the wow. UK team. That, was, that just amazing. was really impressive. That was beautiful. Thank you. And seriously, Renell Z- Renee, Renell Z- however you say her name. <laughs> That's Renee. the worst British accent I've ever heard. It's the most clipped tease of all time. Like you're you're not you're not that precise ever. Uh, oh no 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 no! I have to put my hands up. She did an amazing job because a lot of you uh, North Americans, you do have a problem trying to master the the mother tongue English, and uh, the, the, it, so she did a really good job. I mean, you can I so? ask your Canadian guests if they can replicate a British accent? Do it. I mean, I already yelled monarchy earlier. Mm-hmm. You did That's it really did well. No, no, no. Monarchy! No, 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 no. That was just mimicking me. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Try again. Monarchy! Hey, I like to shop sh- at Mox Should we not give him a sentence to mimic? Is that fair? <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah, oh, what's oh, a good yes. sentence? Well, how about... Um, I could do street urchin. We, no, let's, no, let's hear no. sentence. The rain in Spain oh. falls mainly on oh, the plain. <laughs> <laughs> the rain in Spain... <laughs> I can't do it at all. No, you oh, can't. That was you can't. Good Sorry. It wasn't. Part. It was nineteen forty. The rain in Spain. No, that's, that's terrible. Jamaican. That was Jamaican. <laughs> that was not even the Jamaican. That was like Russian. Yeah. No, that's not good. Dialects are not my uh, forte. Spain, just Spain, like plain. Spain. Yeah. No, really no, it's good. too long. It's too long. Spain. 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 That's it. I think that's good. Fascinating. Well done. You get a point right. from me. No, Dave Holmes fell asleep. Yeah. No, no, no. I love that. I, I could probably bumble. I could probably bumble. No, don't. You yeah, know. no, you definitely can. I've been here. I've yeah. So. Uh, all right. <laughs> Team UK, last question for you. Nobody does ludicrously a high concept romantic comedies like America in the 1980s. Here's the trailer. Name the film when you know it. Jonathan Switcher. Wrong sex. 
loves to talk to his work. You know, you're the first thing I've created that made me feel like an artist. Don't you like a new scarf? He never expected. Not especially. To hear it talk back. I really think I'm going crazy. I am oh, so monarchy. glad you here. not anyone stranger than me. That is correct. Starring Kim Cattrall. I was about to say, how come America gets Love Actually and um, Bridget Jones, all films made recently, and we keep getting these like old ting films? But yeah, because we <laughs> haven't done it in coming years. It's Kim Cattrall, so I know it. <laughs> Another dear friend of mine. Another Canadian. <laughs> is she? Yes. Wow. Is she really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Interesting. Oh, did you know that Canadians have to point out when they do by yeah. law? Mm-hmm. We can you get try our citizenship revoked. You got a Canadian don't. in the room. You want to figure it out? Just uh-huh. mention John Candy, Michael J. Yeah. Fox, right. or something. Oh yeah, he's Nash. Canadian. You know. Yeah. Yeah. We Jim do. Carrey. We do the same in Wales. Yeah. We're just so we're beg friending. Do you know that phrase? <laughs> Beg friending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Urban uh, gay London people do phrase, that too. Meaning uh-huh. we just want to sure. have I a bet. claim to fame. You know whose music I like is that Tom Jones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's my uh, uncle. He's my dad. <laughs> He's not really my uncle, but my grandmother went to school with Shirley Bassey. She's oh. my mum. Wow. <laughs> Stephen's lying. So well I'm connected. not. <laughs> I've got the we whole set. We need to all stay in touch. I need, you need to introduce me to some folks. After that bit of fun, the UK has taken over the lead with 21 points. The USA right behind with 16. Now let's say hello to our British team. Kaylee Llewellyn, you write a blog called My So-Called Life in a Box about your experiences selling theater tickets to West End crowds. Who are the worst tourists? And is it Americans? Oh, you guys, it is. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and I feel bad because... The thing with Americans is that, similarly, you will also be some of the loveliest people I meet, but then you are also some of the worst. Yeah. So where like, there are some people, like Germans, for instance, are routinely just sort of blandly annoying, right? whitewash annoying, um, Americans can brighten up my day and they can cast a shadow over me. Uh, what's the, what is the worst like thing literally. we've done? literally. What's the worst thing we've done? I mean, okay, not the worst, but the most annoying thing is uh, Mm -hmm. Americans refuse to acknowledge that any currency other than dollars exists. So we can go around in circles of me going, and that will be 40 pounds, please. And they'll be like, oh, my God, okay, so 40 bucks. No, no, Your American accent is amazing. Thank you. Um, (laughs) That's annoying. The the most annoying thing is that um, also Americans, the only nationality who feel the need to tell me how it's done at home, like, I, I don't care. I don't have time. Leave the shop because I'm watching something on my iPad. Um, but so I'll say, for instance, in theater, theaters, we have the stalls, which is the ground level closest to the stage. I know mm. that in America you call those the orchestra stalls, but we're both right. saying stalls, right? So mm. I'll say, blah, blah, blah. I've got seats in the stalls. And Americans routinely go, oh, my God. I don't even know what you're saying. What word is that? What? Stop. What? Stop. What? Stalls. <laughs> stop. You call it orchestra. Oh, my God. Orchestra stroll. You're saying it wrong. Um, or like, at home, we have to dress up to go to the theater. Is that not how you do it here? It doesn't matter how you do it at home because this is my home. I don't need to know. We, by the way, do not say stalls. No. You say orchestra say or- stalls, right? We say orchestra, orchestra seats. seats. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. So there's f- your problem. I was away from the microphone when I said, oh. Yeah, no, I heard. I was doing it wrong. That's fine. That's also, fine. Americans don't dress up to go to the theater, in my no. experience, at all. No. Really? Or to like fucking get on planes. Like everywhere else. Yeah. I don't trust these people. They're probably feeding me lies. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. They're you get probably Canadians. <gasps> oh. How dare you? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, also, we, we used to dress up to fly. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yep. Yeah. Like when you were a kid and you had sure. to fly, you would like, you know, your mom would make you dress up. Now people show up literally in pajamas. Yeah. yeah. In pajamas. Carrying pillows from their bed. Yeah, from their fucking beds. <laughs> yes. And their e-cigarettes. Yeah. I'm, I don't know why I'm furious <laughs> oh, at the world today. <laughs> you did what, dress up to fly, what, wearing like a Superman cape or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's oh, exactly right, what I you see. would do, Stephen Full K. Amos. dress wear, top hat. Monocle. Yep. Stephen K. Amos. Monocle. Monocle. <laughs> now you, Stephen yes. K. Amos, are one of the few stand-ups to do the Royal Variety performance? Yes, indeed, yes. For the Queen? What was it like to meet the Queen? Is she like that all the time? Well, I know her very, very well. And uh, <laughs> sure. we often have tea and talk and discuss Tim Minchin's new projects. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was very uh, weird because I never thought in a million years that my sort of comedy would translate to royalty even though, you know, I am sort of linked with them uh, in, in some respect because uh, her forefathers owned my forefathers. Sure. Um, 
But apart from that, uh, it was very weird because I was in the lineup. You, you stand up in a line and you, you're told not to speak. Or you have to bow when you meet royalty. And um, uh, I first met the Duke of Edinburgh, who said something like, oh, you most very funny, funny man. And I said, oh, thank you very much. And he said, um, you did that joke about killing. <laughs> we can arrange that. <laughs> <laughs> very sinister. Good. <laughs> This will tell you something about where Stephen and I are both at in our careers. Uh, that as Stephen was performing at the variety performance, I worked there front of house, ushering yeah. people to their seats. <laughs> but look at us now, podcast, The Great Equalizer. Woo! You're in David Bowie's studio now. Exactly. We'll be right back with our final round after this. Brian, spring is sprung. Spring is sprung, which means throwing shade is here. We are. It's here every season. We've been here every season, but yeah. now we're here again. If you don't know what we do, we take a look at lady issues and gay issues, and we treat them with much less respect than they deserve, and we do it every week. It's politics, it's comedy, it's absurdity, it's... Um, hair, a lot hair, of hairstyles. Oh, so many hairstyles. Absolutely. Yeah. Just in your head, picture people with a bunch of wigs on, talking smack, and smoking dope. Welcome back to International Waters. Let us move on to our final round. Now, I know both teams have tried super duper hard, and I want you to know that your efforts have been as worthless as a degree in English literature because the winner of the final round will receive one million points. Just when you think you got the answers, I changed the questions. That's right. This round is called In Defense Of. Now, we like our guests to take pride in their nations, flaws and all. I want to know why your country is the best in the gosh darn world by you defending the worst things about it. So in this round, our contestants will have to leap to protect something in their nation that is widely considered to be bad or weak or sucky. The best defense, as judged by me, will be awarded one million points. Team US, because you're a little bit behind, I'm gonna have you go first, putting two minutes on the clock. It is your job to defend McDonald's. That's right. The clown-faced monolith hooking our kids on junk, giving us erectile dysfunction and clogged arteries and a toy. Team US, two minutes are on the clock. Your time starts now. What's not to love about McDonald's? It's everywhere. You know exactly what you're going to get every single time you go. There's there's a, a certain level of uniformity of, I'm not going to say it's great, but you, you definitely can tell it's going to be the same kind of terribleness whether you have it on the side of the highway mm-hmm. or three blocks from your apartment, for example. Or in a strange city. One block away from your hotel. Yes. Very comforting. Or from the Spanish steps in Italy. Um, it teaches kids a lot a lot of lessons, mm-hmm. like hamburgerling is quite hard. <laughs> we'll get you thrown in prison, apparently, judging by his, yeah. by his uniform. <laughs> right. Um, it promotes diversity. Yeah. Um, in McDonald land, even if you're a cheeseburger, you can uh, hold public office. That's right. <laughs> for example. Uh-huh. Uh what else? Oh, well, uh, let's see. Um, you don't have to worry about encountering vegetarians in McDonald's because they tried that and stopped it, and they're like, no, go yeah. away. Even Yeah, even the fries are cooked in beef tallow. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and speaking about fries, they're like little, like, crack Oh, if you, if you found out that there was actual crack in that stuff they shake on them, you would not be surprised. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, you can get an actual bucket of soda for a dollar. And speaking to the larger world, is it not true that we can say that the U.S. has a McDonald's imperialism policy? Like, that's our doctrine. <laughs> First the McDonald's yes. and then everything else. Yes. Like, China thinks they're hot shit right now, but we got about 30 or 40 more McDonald's in there. Yep. That's like the 51st state. <laughs> also, yeah, where are their burgers? Like, right. how are they? Yeah. Well, like, how? Okay. 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 I see your point. Mm-hmm. But you still have like another minute of good things to say about McDonald's. So good luck to you guys. Okay. Milkshakes? Yeah. Let's talk about them. Breakfast. Breakfast at McDonald's is the best. That's the one and only thing I can say against McDonald's. It should be all day. It should not cut off at 1030. But they're workshopping that. I know they are. When you wake up early enough to to realize that you could go and get an Egg McMuffin, it's like the greatest day of your life. And let's not forget about the employment opportunities for today's extremely stupid youth (laughs) that McDonald's provides. Your time is up. And I will tell you, my first job was at a McDonald's. Hey! So you're at a disadvantage. How was it? All right. So let me let me just talk through your defense. Yeah. Uh, it's everywhere. Yeah. That goes to its defense is that it's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Sneezes. You are don't everywhere. have to. You don't have to go out of your way. Love to find is everywhere. 
Okay. It's but convenient. Like, several times a day you will see people sneeze. Does that mean sneezes are awesome? <laughs> sneezes are not awesome. If you're awesome. the sneezer, uh, you, they kind of are. Mm-hmm. feels good to sneeze. Uh, you can get giant sodas. Giant yeah. sodas are bad for you. Yeah. Not if like, you get diet. Oh, then it's <laughs> a different kind of bad for you that you'll well, find out about in 40 listen. years. If you live that long. And you right. won't if you're eating McDonald's. And you won't if you're eating McDonald's. They, McDonald's shaves off the shittiest years of your life. At That's the end. true. That's very true. That's a really. <laughs> it's like smoking. I should have said that in my two minutes. It's like smoking. Should have said that in your two minutes. It is inadmissible. They cigarettes because it was Damn said outside it. of your two uh. minutes. All right, Team UK. It is uh, your turn. I would like you to defend phone hacking. Now your country is steeped in this scandal where journalists were tapping into the voicemails of celebrities and politicians and murder victims. People are going to jail over it. Rebecca Brooks walks free. I want to know the positive side of phone hacking. Your two minutes starts now. Okay, we shall start. Well, let's think about it. Let's think about it logically. Journalists were able to hack phones, which suggests that anyone can do it. The police can do it. We now know that we're all able to hack phones. It's a humongous thing for us to know. And we almost mustn't forget that phone hacking is the basis of all good crime detective shows, like Homeland. They're all phone hacking and we love it when they do it. Yes, and which means that we should no longer be able to keep secrets. Who wants to keep a secret? We have to tell the truth. The truth is paramount. Um, also, it keeps our news interesting, because otherwise we're in Britain, and if it wasn't for phone hacking, we'd just be talking about a cow toppling over in a field in the middle of Yorkshire. Exactly, and how boring is that? Boring. Think about the world wars that we've had. If it wasn't for the hacking of Morse code, we would have lost the war. <laughs> hacking is important. Also, everybody enjoys scandal. In America, Shonda Rhimes has made a huge TV show called Scandal. We love it. We want to know people's dirty gossip. Exactly. And when you hear the truth, you know how to respond to other people. You know if someone's being two-faced with you. Who doesn't want the truth to be told to them right in their faces? I love having truth told in my face. <laughs> so do I. I love lots of things being shoved in my face. And really, how different is it from lying in bed with your boyfriend and thinking, is he cheating? And glancing at his texts. Absolutely. It's just like that on a grander scale. Absolutely. How many of us teenagers living at home with our parents, when we got letters delivered to us, our parents opened the letters, yeah? And what did it do for us? It saved us from a life of drugs and early <laughs> sex. But I think the big thing to come back to is it won the war. Exactly. Let's not forget that. <laughs> All right. Your time ends there. Whee! Okay. There's a lot for me to think about in this one. <laughs> I've, I've, thought, I've thought about... I have thought about uh, Mayor McCheese. I have I have thought about uh, the about cracking of Morse code. The cracking of Morse code. <laughs> I I like the fact that Stephen K. Amos brought uh, Alan Turing into it. He's gay, you know. Nice. It's true. Yes, he was. He's not now, is uh, he? He's dead. You haven't been hacked, just, have you, Dave? I have. Well, not yet. But not I'm that young. you know of. Not that I'm aware of. There's nothing good on there anyway. <laughs> and and I, I like that you essentially have said that phone hacking is just is just snooping. Yeah. We're basically we're just we're just Norris if we're phone hacking. We right? all like gossip. We're just kind don't of a busybody. We, we kind of do. So I'm tallying the points. I'm gonna say that the UK is the winner. Congratulations. Yay! Strictly Cheerio. for bringing us a historical perspective. Good show. Good show. <laughs> Good show, old chap. Well done, Boyo. Well done, UK. Good yeah. effort, you Yanks. Pip, hip or whatever. <laughs> Hooray. All right. For this week, the UK is the best country in the whole wide world. Maybe they can celebrate by making a few more antiques appraisal shows. Huh? <laughs> we could use a couple more of those. No, yeah. Congratulations, you guys. Before we finish, do you have anything that you want to plug? Also, why not? Is there something that you didn't make that you're currently enjoying that you would like to recommend to our listeners? We're going we're gonna to pay things forward here. Tara? Um, well, you can uh, read previously TV. That's this. I'll start with us first. Yeah, Selfishly, yeah. <laughs> as a fake American, Look out which for is, number one, <laughs> which is what I'm here being. Um, visit us at previously.tv. Follow us on Twitter at previously.tv. Um, I'm at Tara Ariano. If you can figure out all those vowels, good luck. <laughs> Dave is at Glark. That's right. Um, and something that we're enjoying, I I love another podcast on this very network, Throwing Shade, which I was listening to on the way oh, over here. Brilliant, fantastic show. Um, so if you're already on Max Fun, I you're probably aware of it, but just in case you're not, oh, Throwing Shade, check it out. It makes me have to pull over the car. Mm-hmm, from it's very good. It's so goddamn funny. Yep. Dave Cole, uh, let's uh, give a shout out to our friend Stephen Falk's new show coming on Fox in a couple weeks. You're yes. the worst. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're the worst. Looks good. Good call. Saw the Red Band trailer, Filthy Dirty. Mm-hmm. Filthy Dirty. <laughs> Kaylee Llewellyn. Yes, hello. 
Anything you'd like to plug? Also, anything that you would like to share? Well, I uh, obviously check out my blog, my so-called life in a box dot wordpress dot com. Um, uh-huh. What else can I tell you? Also, I, I'm currently writing for a show called Stella on Sky One, which is written by a woman called Ruth Jones, who you guys might know from Gavin and Stacey and Nighty Night and things like that. Oh, yeah. I'm nice. writing on the new series of that. Check that out. And what I'd like to pay forward is I bloody love Broad City, which is Comedy Central. Yeah. Oh, that's good call. Yeah. Agree. Watch that really if you're great. not. Okay, yes, absolutely. And the always emphatic Stephen K. Amos. Hi, Hope thanks, like Dave. Well, what can I tell you? I can tell you that uh, I'm also on Twitter at my name. I also have mm-hmm. a, a website at my name. I'm also currently uh, about to embark on the Edinburgh Festival, and then I'm going to be touring the UK from October for six months, and then I'll probably be going to Hollywood, L.A., to see you guys. But hey. if you want to get a hold of my DVDs, or my book that I wrote called I Used to Say My Mother Was Shirley Bassey, go to the website and purchase it. They're very funny. (laughs) Finally, there's a programme on Channel 4 here in the UK called Friday Night Dinner, which is written by a very good friend of mine, Simon Amstel, and it's basically about a Friday night family get-together in a Jewish family. It's very funny. You have to see it. Um, you guys, Great. I forgot to say that um, I'm coming to LA for work for a month in October, so if anybody wants to be nice to me... Then get I would love to be nice to you. <laughs> Please oh, do. let's hang out. Absolutely. You too, Stephen. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yes, I will. Yeah. I just made a mistake. It's called Grandma's House. Why was I for oh. Friday Night Dinner? Oh, because there's another show called Friday Night Dinner. Oh, that sounds good. No, hang on. Si- Friday Night Dinner is the, is the guy from Inverness. It's where the football team gets and, together for lunch. Oh, that's all. And good. Grandma's House Clear is Simon Amstel. Yeah, if you like, if you like Jewish comedy, uh, go and watch Friday Night Dinner or Grandma's House. Oi vey with this title confusion. Oisky poisky. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you, guys. And we at International Waters HQ would be very appreciative for any five-star iTunes reviews you might want to throw our way. If you want to tell a friend about a show, please do that. David Cole, Tara Ariano, Kaylee Llewellyn, Stephen K. Amos, thank you for playing International Waters. And you with the headphones, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on International Waters. Goodbye. been listening to International Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing with David Cole, Tara Ariano, Haley Llewellyn, and Stephen K. Amos. Our theme music is USA vs. White Noise by Ladytron. Thanks to them for letting us use it. The show was recorded at Guilt Free Post in London by Stuart Barnes and at Max Fun HQ in Hollywood, California by Jennifer Marmer. The script was written by Sarah Morgan in the UK and Asterius Kalkinos in the USA. Our producer was Colin Anderson. Bye. MaximumFun.org Comedy and Culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.